0: Hello and this is Mrs. Paranormal. It's 10.06 a.m. Wisconsin time. Weather is beautiful. It's fall-like weather. And by the way, this is my third attempt doing the podcast, So, and I'm running out of time because I have to start work soon, so we'll make this one maybe kind of quick. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do an oracle from my Halloween deck towards the end, but um, I'm going to make this quick. Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural. You can Facebook me if you want to. Message me. Leave a voicemail. Um... Uh, that. I'm not going to give out my email because I've been doing that too many times. I'm sure y'all are burnt out from that. So I finally found some decent ghost stories. Good Lord, you guys. Sometimes that's half the issue is I can't find anything in the ones that I do start to read because I don't really reread. I'm like, this is shit. Or because I'm home and I'm getting a lot of freaking traffic inter, inter- uh, interference. It's like, oh my God, stop. The truck... The trash trucks are out there, so I cannot stop that. I'm not going to stop this podcast because I'm running out of time, and this is the only day I can do it. So I hope everybody had a great weekend, and you're going to have a fabulous week ahead of you, as, as I hope I am too. Mm-hmm. All right. I feel good. I have my Duncan. I'm good. Ugh. Right? Now, these are college ghost stories. I did do a brief reading because I want to make sure I've done college stories, I think, in the past. These don't sound familiar to me whatsoever. So, here we go. Wait for, okay, there's nothing I could do about the trash truck. Sorry, you guys. All right, so this one is called quiet. the security guard. Now, many years ago, these were uh, the, a lot of these stories came from 2005. Okay, so um, here we go. Many years ago, there was a fire in the building where Morgan Hall now stands. A security guard trying to get everyone out of the building was forced to push some of the students down the stairs. All of them made it out of the building, but unfortunately the security guard did not. Sometimes students feel a push from behind when descending the stairs of of Morgan. It is the ghostly security guard, Max, still trying to save them from the fire. Aw, what's this? Return of the security guard. One year, a political science major was studying in the library of Morgan Hall. It was very late when she finished, so she called security for an escort back to her dorm. Um, even before she could turn her head the secur- The security had arrived. She's all well, that was fast, she said, but she didn't receive an answer instead. The security guard approached her and proceeded to utter wait and proceeded to her utter disbelief to walk right through her. He disappeared, never to be seen again. She, however, did not fare so well. She refused to set foot hall and to set foot in Morgan Hall ever again. Wow. The science of the science student of Zabrisky Hall. Once there was a very bright student who was doing a great deal of scientific research, often working in this Zabrisky late into the night. Her professor was very pleased with her work and gave her a lot of attention. Mm? This also pleased the student until she found out he was stealing her work and pushing, publishing it as his own? Oh, that's bullshit. One night, the professor visited her while she was working. She confronted him with her knowledge of his theft. He panicked. What? He panicked and stabbed her to death, leaving the knife embedded in the lifeless body. To this day, every now and then, students who study at the Zabriskie late into the night may be approached by a student who asks, Would you please pull the knife out of my back? If you pull the knife out, she will try to kill you with it? No, 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 what, what? Would you please pull the knife out of my back, is what she's asking. If you do pull the knife out, she will try to kill you with it. How do you know? Did somebody try that? She's a ghost. How? What? That's a good story. Mm, I like that one. The That's a good one. <laughs> the Frightened Roommate. At one point, Pettibone House, located on the southern edge of the campus, was a senior dormitory. All of the rooms were connected uh, in order to bring the seniors closer together before graduation. One particular friendship among three seniors proved to be stronger than death itself. The two friends, let's just call them Amy and Joe, had returned from spring break and were um bunk. returned from spring break and were unpacked uh, when a third, let's call her Beth, returned. After they had been talking for a while, Amy and Joe realized Beth was troubled by something. They asked her what was bothering her, and Beth said she was afraid that they would lose touch after graduation. Well, her her friends hugged her and told her she's being silly. They would keep in touch and never forget her. Reassured, Beth told her friends she was going to visit Meg, another friend down the hall well when beth didn't return after many hours the two friends went to find her meg said beth had never been visited by her at all a little later excuse me all three women were called into the dean's office and t- and told her that their friend beth had been killed in a car accident on the way back to to wells she had never arrived at the school what what they were talking to a ghost that whole time what Really, it's never visited at all. Oh, three more were calling the out as soon as the two friends have been on the way back to Wells. Oh Jesus Christ, she was near It was a ghost she they were talking to. That's cool. Ooh, I like that one. The ghost of Mr. Wells. oh, this is just one of many versions, apparently. Now in the early days of college Henry Wells was having an affair with a young woman who lived in Pettibone's in Pettibone house. Uh some people have it in some people have it that this mistress was Mrs. Mrs. Pettibone other than the lady in question was the secretary who was boarding there. Okay, who cares? Move on. Whoever she was, right? Mrs Wells discovered mrs. Wells discovered the affair and one dark evening she slipped out of Glen park across the bridge and stuck struck out towards Pettibone. she came upon her husband's mistress at their place what wait what she came upon her husband's mistress at their place assassination and what I don't understand what I'm reading Okay, with the knife she brought for the purpose she was viciously stabbed the two other and the other women to death. It doesn't make sense, you guys, I'm sorry. Beware on dark nights if you cross the bridge in front of Glen Park, you are on the bridge and one of the lights goes out. Don't look back for her. you may see the ghost of Mrs. Wells with a wrath in her eyes and a knife in her hand, seeking the women with whom her husband betrayed her. She might mistake you for her victim. Okay the reed door not the red door the reed door during one particularly snow snowy cold and harsh winter the wells college campus was hit by a terrible epidemic of influenza in large numbers of the students obviously fell ill and the weather prevented them from leaving campus a small hospital was set up on the fourth floor of the college main building um, which is now a dormitory the six the sick students were get quarantined and, and a number of the a number of kind nurses stood watch over them, doing everything possible, to, you know, to ease their suffering. Well, <clears throat> unfortunately, many of the students did die, and there was no place to store their bodies in the dead of winter. Um, a room on the same floor was made into a temporary morgue, and the bodies were kept there until the families could make funeral arrangements. The door to this room was painted red so that no one would accidentally wander to their resting place. Oh... After the epidemic, the door was repainted and the fourth floor was made ha- habitable again. Within a few weeks, the red paint bled through the other color as a testimony to what had happened to the women who had died. Because the main building had been redecorated since this ghostly happening, no one knows which, floor, which fourth floor room served as a morgue. The location, however, is subject to a great speculation. Many brave first-year students have been known to wander fourth floor, looking for the sights of the red paint. Hmm. That's kind of cool. So I wonder if you're in that room, if those people have ever had experiences. And then they're, oh my god, that's the morgue room. I like that one. Hmm. These are good. Main 220. 220 Main Building was once a triple dorm room. Today it houses residents and residence advisors. Although it was one of the most beautiful rooms in Maine, boasting its own fireplace, uh, many students refused to live there. While the room was still a triple, one woman who was living there became obsessed with the occult gulp. Her friends became more and more anxious about her as she slipped further into depression. No matter how hard they tried, she would not talk to anyone or seek help. One day, the friends went shopping off campus, but they had to leave the depressed woman alone. She resisted efforts Uh, into going. She didn't want to go, so they left her... Uh, So they left having the day all they could. (laughs) So they left having done all they could. Good Lord. (laughs) When the shoppers returned, they were told that their friend committed suicide. Well, you saw that coming, right? Today, it is said that although Maine has been remodeled and the rooms are not the same, anyone in room 220 who looks in the mirror over the mantelpiece in just the right way can see her ghost sitting near a corner. Although few claim to have seen her, the room is full of cold spots, sure signs of supernatural activity. Not necessarily, but good story. Another one. Main, 304. At one time during college's early years, there was a cholera, cholera, cholera. You know what I'm saying, right? Epidemic on the campus. One of the rooms on the fourth floor was used as an infirmary. Oh, my God. Inf- infirmary a room facing south towards Morgan. It was formerly room 305, but during the renovation in the summer of 1983, it was split into two rooms, one of which has more easily of the two eyebrow windows. Oh, the arched, I guess. One young woman confided there with cholera was nothing less visited by her regular fiance since he couldn't enter the room and she couldn't go out. He would climb to the top floor of the morgan, wave across the window in her main awe. He happened to be there in his usual place in the morgan one night of a terrible fire. As he watched, his sweetheart was consumed by flames. That's horrible. Good Lord. Many people have lived in those rooms in in Maine. Um, Although none have reported specifically the ghost of a girl waving out the window, many have complained of a wide variety of strange happenings. Unexplained, no- unexplained knockings and other noises, feeling of unease, small objects being moved uh, about when no one is in the room, and so forth. Before renovations in uh, 305 uh, had been made into a triple, three students living there in the 1980s experienced several of these odd phenomena and took to talking to the spirit which shared their room each night before going to bed. One night they forgot, and one of them fell asleep on the couch they had. In the morning, she woke up. She woke up. The folds of her clothes. She woke up. God, they're leaving words out. I Jesus, she woke up to the folds of her clothes had left marks on her skin, which was not uncommon. But these marks took shapes of words. No one knew what the words said, but the students were able to get the dean of students to give them immediate room change, which was very much discouraged and. Hard to get in those days, they all moved out to weld and would never go to the mean l- again. Hmm, I don't know, you guys. I just read them as I read them, I try to read them the best that I can. Um, we're still recording good. Rangers of Mercy melting bicycles between 15 and 20 years ago. Students who lived in Glen Park Mansion. Uh, stored their bikes in the basement. When they came back from a break, they found all their bicycles melted together in one large mass. No one could have gotten in, and the door was kept locked to prevent theft. Nothing else in the basement was damaged, just their bicycles. No one has ever explained the occurrence or what caused it. Some stories say that a murdered woman was buried beneath the basement. Others claim that it's a super. It, this is a supernatural hot spring flows below Glen Park. Still others say the ghost got mad and melted the bikes. How in the fuck would bikes melt, you guys? That makes no sense. That's impo- You know how long it would take to melt the bikes and how hot it has to get? Really hot. That's crazy. The window, the woman in the window watch. The woman, the woman in the window, widow's watch. I, sometimes, late at night, while walking across the bridge between Glen Park and Dining Hall... Students have reported seeing the shadowy figure of a woman in the tower at the top of Glen Park. Many believe this is a ghost of Miss Henry Wells waiting for her husband to return. Others believe it is a ghost of an infirmary nurse waiting for her intended husband to return from civil war. Hmm. Mad typist. That's a longer one. Delaware John. That's a real long one. Holy shit. That took up the whole rest of the thing. Stacking books. It's like in Ghostbusters. Well, that was good. Yeah, just a few. All right, let's do the Oracle, guys. I'm running out of time. So this is called the Halloween Oracle. And it's by Stacy DeMarco. All right. Scoochy, scoochy scoochie scoochie oracles are a little different uh i could still do the um the three card draw um let's see i'll do a three card draw for you guys how's that sound it's easy it's simple and i got the book here because i don't usually use this deck and oracle cards are very short uh small decks the cards are big but they have less decks than a tarot deck. Excuse me, a lot less. counts Investigators of uh, the Supernatural. Not going to give out my email. Thank you guys. I also noticed on Spotify my numbers went up again, so thank you. I'm almost at 1,000. 000... I'm at 1,079, I think. So thank you. All right, here we go. I'm going to do a half shuffle. Excuse me, half cut the deck. Let's do it. This card I'm gonna put down is the heart of the heart of the issue or question. That's card one. Second card is gonna be the challenge, and the third card is gonna be the solution. So instead of current, uh, current, past, and future, these are a little bit different. So if you guys have a question, you can't tell me because <laughs> I don't know. There we go. Skull of Flowers, Creating Through the Ashes. Let's see what the book shows us, hey? Oh, oh, oh! These books are just beautiful. The artwork on these are absolutely uh, just gorgeous. Uh, again, I don't usually use this deck because it doesn't usually talk much to me. Um, sorry, i got to find it. Meanwhile, you can listen to the geese flying by. Timing for them to fly by, right? When I'm looking for the card. Yeah. Skull flowers. To blossom and bloom, the work must be done. Through fire and ashes, our fortune is our fortune it comes. Before the flowers are born, they are sweet buds on a plant that came from a smaller form like a seed or bulb. Yaw. The seed needs to be prepared, nourished, soiled, blah blah blah. Sometimes we wish for a life Different from the one we have, and that can mean a radical change. Sometimes to have a new life, everything falls apart to make it so, and that can be uncomfortable. We may lose our relationship, or we may uh, change. Uh, we might lose a job, uh, or have to move house, or become. Um, basically, it's all big events. It's how our lives are, right? The skull of flowers illustrates that there are, uh, there is assurance and yet rawness to create again. To start a refresh, sometimes the universe gives us a blank slate to work from so we can build what we really want rather than just settle for less. The skull of flowers celebrates not a kind of phoenix energy, but an energy of success and a full bloom through adversity. So if your question is, what am I going to do with my life? You know, I'm getting older. What am I going to do with my life? Basically, it's saying that um, you got a clean slate. All right. You can basically use that energy. Uh, Again, they said right here, you got a clean slate. You can start over. You have an opportunity now to do so, right? So that's called the Skull of Flowers. And the second card is the Challenge. Let's see how this relates to that. Oh, another skull. Oh, shit. Skull of Darkness. Oh, Christ. We may not wish to, to... delve there the shadows the darkness the unknown yet when we search we reveal and our power it has grown all right i'm just going to jump right down to find this uh find the definition additionally all of us at some stage of life have certain blind spots that may cause us grief and trouble although we cannot see the issue clearly it is the repeated pattern of pain that must that may alert us to them. Symptoms, if you will. Whatever. For example, the same thing keeps happening over and over again. We may be tr- betrayed, repeatedly failed at something, repeatedly not completed, tasks continually. Peace and pattern breaking can be can be achieved by doing the work and uncovering our blind spot or even consulting a trusted close friend or professional to assist us to see what we cannot. So, it's called Skull of Darkness Blind Spots. Look in your blind spots, guys. Open your blind spots. Look around you. That means, like they said, something isn't great. You're always failing or something. Why doesn't this work out? Why does this happen to me? Look at your blind spots. Look around you. See what you can change to make those situations stop or get better. Okay? That is what you call the blind spot. You can't see it, right? You can't see it, but you know there's something there, right? That's called the skull of darkness. Videos before the siren goes by. God damn it. Alright. Then the last card is the solution. Let's see what this one is. Oh, totally different. <laughs> zombie control. I see a message here, guys. I just got chills when I said that. You see the message? Creating through the ashes, blind spots, and now it's called zombie, which is control. What the hell? So this is a big message for, uh, for any of you guys have things going on right now. You're not sure what to do, uh, where to go. You're questioning things. Yeah, there's a message here. Um, so I'm going to find the card. Like I said, the artwork on these cards are just breathtaking. The mummy? No, a zombie. Be patient with me. Thank you. Where are you, mummy? With your daddy? The ghost? Nope. Turn it low. Come on. Death. Dawn. Black cat. cat. Where the hell's the mummy? Oh, shit. Cauldron. Death, dawn, eternal love. I, I missed the mummy, guys. Close forgiveness, for the Billy. On the door. Good night. There it is. The mu- Ooh, this is a long one. Shoot. No, zombie. No, zombie, not fucking mummy. Why do I keep thinking it's a mummy? Skeleton, skull of flowers. Trick or treat, vampire, werewolf. The fuck is a zombie? Oh, of course, the last one, zombie. Hmm. The dead arise, voice voices a mumbling. After our brains, our screams, they are tumbling. Ah uh, da da da. Okay, I'm just gonna skip right to it. Should the zombie step unsteadily into your life, it's time to look at the concept of control. Do you want to control everything? Leave little to free expression? Do you choose partners uh, who are not your equal so that they are more easily manipulated and change to your liking? Or do you allow that to happen to you? If you're not living your most authentic life, it's time to look at the way and how you can change that. Interesting. One of the most frightening aspects of the idea of the zombie, zombieism is that the idea of our souls and consciousness being trapped inside the body does not do our bidding, but someone else's. Another is the idea of being buried alive. the fate of The fate of some, it is said, who get trapped And already dead bodies. So I'm guessing on this is saying if try not if you feel you're being controlled by someone or by something, you're in that zombie state. Like I can't express myself. I'm always being told what to do. I can't. Tell people how I feel. I can't make a change in my life. I can't change my job in my life because there's always you're always in that state of zombieism. You know, you're just kinda of like always like in the zone. Like you're just like going with it. You're going along with it. You're in that zombie state. Uh the what I'm getting from this is they're saying, Don't be in that zombie state. Wake up. If you can't well, zombies raise you dead anyways, but you know what I mean. Be more alert. Make the changes if you can. Try not to be the zombie. And don't try to be the zombie of somebody else. Like don't. What they're saying is, if you see yourself controlling somebody else, take a step back and try not to do that. Or if you're seeing you are being controlled by somebody else, take a step back and say, hey, it's my life. I don't want to be a zombie. I want to do something. I hope this makes sense, you guys. It kind of does to me. Um, it's kind of interesting. Creating through the ashes per the skull of the flowers. And then, skull of darkness, a blind spot. And then the final one, the zombie, take control. So, I think what it... It's so hard sometimes for me to put it into words. But I think I understand it. What they're saying here. You know, open up. See what's going on in your life. <clears throat> make a change. Don't be the zombie. Don't let somebody control you. Or if you're controlling somebody, stop it. Um, things like that. What do you think? Does that make sense to you guys? Anyways, this is called the Stacy DeMarco The Hauling Oracle. I don't use this very often because I don't usually get get a good vibe from this. But this reading I thought was pretty good. So, who's ever listening to this podcast, and you guys are into the Oracle, you're into tarot, or you're you're into that. I hope this reaches you, and it makes sense to you. Um, just be more aware. Watch out for those blind spots. Try not to be living in the zombie land where you're just like, holy shit, you know? I didn't realize I'm being so controlled. By somebody or buy something or your work or, or something or a personal life. Okay? So just blink a couple times and go blink, blink. I can do this. Be patient. It takes a long time for that to happen sometimes, right? Even though we're all in our mid-40s and 50s, it can, take t- <laughs> it can take a long time to realize that I can make that change. Right? All right, guys. Enough of that BS. So, I hope you enjoyed that oracle. And I have got to get ready for work soon. So thank you everybody for stopping by and listening to this podcast. 26 minutes, uh, 27 minutes is good enough. And you guys have a wonderful week and I'm going to try and do this. I don't know if I could do it Sunday. I don't know. We'll see how the time goes with me uh, and all that stuff. So putting the deck back together again, this is called the Halloween Oracle. You can look it up online by Stacy DiMarco. You can look her up online. You could probably pull the cards up online that I mentioned in the deck. But you guys have a phenomenal work week. Take care. And again, it's Wisconsin Viscuits of the Supernatural. I'm not going to give out my email because I've done it a thousand times before. And I know I I know I have new followers. So thank you, everybody. I think I got three new followers. So uh, like I said, I think I'm at 1,079 or, or something like that. It kind of fluctuates. It's bizarre. So everybody in California, Australia. Canada, and the UK, Europe, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to this stupid-ass, rod ass podcast. Appreciate it. So, everybody, take care. Again, as I've, like, said, the, like, what? Twelve times? Just kidding. Alright, y'all. Take care. This is Mrs. Paranormal, signing off.